Hello, everyone. Welcome into another episode of Kentucky Daily, a daily podcast covering your University of Kentucky Wildcats. I'm Sean Smith. Really busy over the weekend. Derek was really busy over the weekend, so I just wanted to hop on here and record just my takeaways from the blue-white game at Rupp Arena Friday night. Uh, a good night at Rupp Arena. Good night to see this group in action. Good for the fans that was there. A uh, really good crowd for a blue-white game. It was actually my first blue-white game that I'd ever covered because most years it's not UK's bye week. It's usually UK on the road at Georgia or UK on the road at Mississippi State that I haven't been able to cover the blue-white game. I've always been on the road with football wherever they've been, but it was a good night at Rupp Arena. Uh, really cool to see these guys in action and kind of just get a taste of what it's going to be like this year. And and I I, I know we, we didn't get a ton. I mean, you're, there's still so many – questions to be to be answered about this basketball team and about rotation and about starting lineups but I think that we did get a feel of what it could be I know Jacob Toppin didn't participate with that shoulder issue still coming back from that CJ Frederick with the procedure he's he had earlier this year he's, he's getting close uh, so those two guys weren't participating but I think we got some stuff answered I think we know that Ty Ty Washington looks to be the real deal and I know people are going to say, well, it's a, it's a blue-white scrimmage. It's an inter-squad scrimmage. So what? Uh, I think the kid looks like he's going to be the real deal. He showed off that jump shot. A high basketball IQ with some of the pick-and-roll situations that he was put in. I thought that was very, very pleasing to see some of the things that he did. Oscar Shibway is going to be an absolute monster on the glass for Kentucky, and not just on the defensive end, but on the, the offensive end as well. I think he's going to get Kentucky some garbage baskets, some things that they missed out on. A year ago, as hard as offense was for Kentucky last season, they still didn't have that guy that could just go get your misses. This is going to be a more efficient offensive team. But in addition to that efficiency, you're going to have a guy that can go get your misses and clean up those things. I asked Ty Ty Washington about it after the game. I said, hey, what kind of confidence do you have? You don't miss many shots yourself from outside. But how confident are you Oscar is going to grab the thing, get you another one, get him a basket or get you all a second possession? And he said, we're extremely confident. In that, I mean, Oscar was an unbelievable force on the on the boards. I don't know how many 2020 games Oscar Shibway is going to have at Kentucky, but I, I could certainly see him having plenty of double doubles and could push to lead the country in that category because he's going to score off those misses as well. A point guard position, Xavier Wheeler's the guy. I'm telling you, Xavier Wheeler will be the point guard for this team. He he has to clean up the turnover stuff. And I think a lot of the things that you saw, you, you still saw a lot of assists. I think you finished with 11 assists. And I've, the way they have this box score that I'm looking at, he, he shifted teams. So I'm seeing at the top here, 10 assists, three turnovers with the blue team. And then with the white team, Sabir had one assist and two tur turnovers. So 11 assists, five turnovers. Look, if Sabir Wheeler is getting 11 assists tonight, I can live with the five turnovers. If Xavier Wheeler's only getting four or five assists tonight and he's turned it over four or five times, I, I can't live with that. But if he's going to give you that high-end total, that high number of assists, I can handle three or four turnovers a night if that assist number is that high. Now, you still want that to cut down. I think a lot of that, too, will be him learning to trust his guys. At Georgia, he had to do a lot. At Kentucky, he's not going to have to do as much. But you saw him be able to get two feet in the paint, make plays. There was one play where in transition he got downhill, two feet in the paint, kick that thing out to a corner three for Kellen Grady and Kellen drilled it. That's what Kentucky's offense is going to be. I think that this team has the makings of being an elite transition basketball team. John Calipari teams have been elite in the past at getting to the rim, getting dunks with the John Walls, the De'Aaron Fox, all those guys. This team's going to make plays at the basket, but I'm, when I'm talking elite, 
I'm thinking an elite approach to draining transition threes. I think you could see this team maybe push to lead the country in transition threes. They have the guys to shoot it in Frederick, Dante Allen, Ty Ty Washington, Kellen Grady, Davion Mintz. Davion Mintz, that was one of the things he was best at a year ago was shooting that transition three. So I think that you could see this team lead the country in that number. And staying on topic there with Mintz, uh, I, I know there's a lot right now. A lot of people believe that Davion Mintz should start because he was Kentucky's best player last season. I think it's a good thing if he's not in the starting lineup because then that means that there are people here at Kentucky that are better than Davion and better suited for that role. And if we saw the we saw what Kentucky was like with Davion Mintz being their best player. It wasn't a good version of Kentucky. In, in no world did John Calipari recruit Davion Mintz to come in and lead the point guard spot or be a starter. I, I really don't believe that. We saw it last year at the beginning of the year. Devin Askew was the guard. And then it was Terrence Clark, B.J. Boston, and so on there in the backcourt. But when you, when you look at this thing, if Davion Mintz is coming off the bench, and I know a lot of people were thinking that he should have been an all-SEC selection, Maybe he should have been, but if it lives up and Tata Washington is good as advertised, Saver Wheeler leads the SEC in assist a year ago. I think he could push to do that again this year with all the options he has. Talking Kellen Grady and all these other options, it's not a bad thing if you have a Davion Mintz coming off your bench. If that's the case, then I think Kentucky is going to be right there to be one of the top 10, top 11 teams in college basketball, and they're really, really good. Not saying that Davion Mintz won't start in spots. You have that experience with him. I think you're going to have different guys start. Cal said that the other night, that he thinks out of the 10 guys that played, nine of them probably start a game. I don't know. I don't want to single out who I think he's talking about in that 10th spot. Uh, but if that's the case, then Kentucky's going to have depth across this roster, experience across this roster, and you're going to see some lineups change depending on injury, depending on illness. You never know. People get sick and stuff in the middle of the, middle of the year, middle of the semester. Uh, they have options with these lineups, but uh, I really liked what I saw from a lot of guys. And Davion Mintz was one of those guys included. I think that his role will be different. I think it's going to take these guys some time to kind of buy into what their roles are because they're entirely different roles than what some of these guys have had in the past. And uh, some of these guys coming back, it's going to take a bit. You have the exhibition schedule starting up this week. Kentucky Wesleyan comes to Rupp Arena. That's a good moment for this team to kind of get against someone else. You got another one a week after that, and then the real thing starts against Duke. So not sure what all we'll have answered by the time we get to that Duke matchup. That one's kind of going to tell us what this Kentucky team is early. But this is a team that I think is going to continue to get better and better as the season goes along, and it's because they have really good shooters. They've got a really good offensive rebounder, defensive rebounder, and Oscar Shibway. Now it becomes what else do they have? And behind that, Damian Collins surprised some people Friday night. Knocking down those threes, he showed a, a really nice stroke on that outside game. Obviously, uh, we know that he's put on some weight. He's going to have to still continue to get stronger. Where does Kentucky go is at the backup five? I know Lance Ware had a good game the other night. Had, a, had I think he got the 20 points, if I'm not mistaken. I can double-check that. Yeah, showing 20 points there for Lance Ware. I know he got the 10 rebounds. Lance Ware is not going to be a 20 and 10 guy at Kentucky this year. But if Lance can be a guy that could play 15-plus minutes, and kind of back up Sheboy there. If Sheboy gets in foul trouble, if there's an injury or something happens throughout the game, if he can go in and rebound his position, I think you get a lot out of Lance Ware, and I think that there's value there. Uh, but Damian Collins, he's a guy that we know as far as NBA draft potential and upside, probably the highest on this roster. Uh, Ty Ty Washington, obviously NBA scouts love him, but when you're looking at all the athleticism, the length, the versatility, all those things that, 
Damian Collins does just gift, gifted athletically, if he shows the ability to stretch the floor and hit that three, shows some strength, can hit the glass, make some of those dunks and plays at the rim, that's a guy that if he's better than what a lot of us think he was going to be right away. Now, upside, I think he's going to be very good, but a lot of us kind of were tempering those expectations given that he never touched a weight before. If he's better than what we thought he was going to be and he's good enough, let's say, to break in and get that starting four spot. And if he can show the ability to stretch the floor, they can still do some four out one end stuff with him. And I think that this Kentucky team could be very, very good. I was really impressed with him. Impressed with him. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. The guy that I'm really excited about, though, and I'm not really sure what his role is going to be. I want to wait and see till we get into game action against someone else. But Bryce Hopkins, you got to love when you watch him play. He, I, I said this a couple of weeks ago after I watched that open practice, just so, so smooth with the basketball. He can grab a board and lead the break. He can finish at the rim. He can take the outside shot. He's physical. His body, of all these guys that have come in, he has the college-ready body right away to beat and bang at his position and multiple positions across the across the board. Uh, really excited to see what he does and maybe a guy that was flying under the radar for sure. I know that was the guy that Derek and I left out a lot in the spring when talking about this roster this season. But as you went throughout the spring, I watched him at Iverson Classic. You heard some reports and stuff this summer and this fall. He's a very impressive piece that this roster has that – if he gets in there and gets some game opportunities, and I think that's the deal. I think going into this exhibition game and the next one, there's going to be a lot of dudes get their opportunity, and I think it's all going to be about how they respond. John Calipari is a guy that if he can trust you, you're going to play. If he feels like he can't trust you, you're going to find yourself sitting on the bench often. This is a roster, has a lot of dudes, a lot of options. Not all of them are going to play. I know Cal made the comment the other night, if 12 deserve to play, 12 are going to play. I just don't see it. I don't think they're going to have 12 dudes that are ready to go in there and play. It's going to take some a few weeks to kind of shuffle this thing out. C.J. Frederick's still hurt. Jacob Toppin's still coming back from that injury. Where do those guys shake out? They have college experience. Frederick, to me, is going to be their zone buster that when they face this zone, he's going to get the nod because I'm telling you, it's money when he shoots it. Jacob Toppin, I talked to him last week at Media Day. I think he has potential to be Kentucky's best defender, one through four. Xavier Wheeler, another guy that I think could be on the all-SEC defensive team at the end of the year. You saw him. He's a pest on the on-ball defense. This team's going to have some guys that can do different things. It's just now about defining roles. And I don't want to say this is a challenge for John Calipari, but you don't have the dudes that are going to go number one, number two in the NBA draft, like a MKG or an Anthony Davis. You don't have the guys four or five lottery picks for this year. I don't see it, but you have a lot of guys that are really good, 
at their roles. And that might be the challenge is getting these guys to define their roles, buy into what that role is. If it's Sheboy hitting the glass, if it's Jacob Toppin being able to defend one through four and bring an energy, if it's CJ Frederick going in there and hitting a three against zones, spacing the floor, getting all these guys to buy in. You have veterans though, that have played on college rosters that have played with other pieces. They know their roles now it's just about defining it and fine-tuning what they are in this system. If they do that, I really like what this Kentucky team can be. Uh, John Calipari postgame, I think we know who three starters will be. Against Duke, I think you can lock in Sabir Wheeler, Tati Washington, and Oscar Sheboy. Cal pretty much said that without directly saying it. I'm going to go Kellen Grady at one spot. And, and I don't really know about the four. I know I said Friday night that it could be that I would probably say Keon Brooks, just given that his experience and stuff, but you never know. Is, da is Damian Collins surging in practice? Uh, where do they go with that four spot? Is it a Bryce Hopkins? Not sure. I think you could see it one way. I think the exhibition schedule will tell us that, but given that they have two exhibition games, whoever starts that first exhibition, you could see a different starting lineup when Kentucky takes on Duke, given that Cal's going to have two games of film two games to assess these guys and watch and see exactly what happens. But I think that you can lock in for sure that those three pieces that Cal mentioned by name uh, Friday night after the blue-white game as being starters when Kentucky takes on Duke in that opening game in New York that is now two weeks away from Tuesday. It's crazy to think that it's here. Uh, but this is going to be a team that's going to compete. I think they're worthy of uh, the media pick to win the league. I love the options. I love the versatility. I love the different lineup combinations that he can go with. Uh, I actually think that this team could be a very good defensive team, given that it has a guy with the on-ball pressure that Xavier Wheeler is going to put on the ball. I love Sheboy as a force on the block, on the glass, Damian Collins' length. I think they have pieces that can defend multiple spots on the perimeter. It's just going to take some time to see how this rotation pans out. How many guys play off this team? Do they actually get to nine? I think Cal's number would be seven to eight if they get to nine. It's not a bad thing. We've seen in the past when he's played a lot of guys, they've been really, really good, and they deserve to play. I still think that when it all shakes out, this rotation will look like eight guys. We'll know here in a few weeks who those eight are. Until then, uh, we got the exhibition schedule to kind of watch this, that game against Duke coming up. Plenty of opportunities to, for John Calipari to see what this team is going to do. Uh, they just need to get healthy and get all their guys out there. And the sooner that happens, the better this team will be. Uh, but it's here. It's here. Kentucky basketball season right around the corner. Uh, an opponent this Friday night, someone other than themselves. I think that'll be big for this team and big for John Calipari to uh, see exactly what his guys are up to, what they're built to do, and then he can kind of uh, get an idea of where he wants to go with this thing before they play Duke here in a couple of weeks. But hopefully I didn't ramble too much for you. Hopefully you enjoyed it. I just wanted to give you my breakdown of what I saw at the Blue White game. I will be at Kentucky Westland, Kentucky Friday night, and then I'll be leaving as soon as the game is over to go to Starkville for football, Kentucky, Mississippi State. So a busy week coming up. We'll have a Kentucky basketball mailbag coming for you on Tuesday's episode of Kentucky Daily. So make sure you get your questions in. We've got a lot in already. If you haven't missed, uh, if you haven't got one in, you missed it, you, you haven't missed the episode yet, go back and find the tweet, reply to it, send a DM. And we'll be sure to answer your questions. As always, this episode is powered by Blue Wire Pods. It's also powered by the Butcher's Pub. Three locations, Palmville, Williamsburg, and London. You can visit thebutcherspub.com or check them out on Facebook. I'm Sean Smith. We'll catch you next time on Kentucky Daily.